Well, today, the Transportation Safety Board released a long-awaited report into that fatal derailment of Canadian Pacific Train 301. It found that a combination of inadequate training, aging brakes, and freezing conditions contributed to that fatal derailment. Here's the TSB Director of Operations Services, Dan Holbrook. The main factors were the passage of time, the extreme cold temperatures, and the leakage of brake cylinder pressure. Since handbrakes had not been applied, once the leakage of brake cylinder pressure reached a critical threshold, the train began to move on its own. Well, the report says the train had started down one of the most challenging stretches of track on the continent when it exceeded the speed limit. So the crew hit the brakes, not the handbrakes, that wasn't needed. They hit the brakes stopping on the hill. A relief crew, the three men I mentioned earlier, were brought in and arrived about 2.5 or 2.5 hours after the train had stopped. In that time, its air brake system had started to leak compressed air, according to the report, reducing the capacity to hold that train on that steep hill. As the relief crew took over, the train, which had been parked then for three hours in frigid temperatures, minus 25 or so, began to move forward, accelerating uncontrolled down that steep section of track. It reached an estimated 85 kilometers an hour before two locomotives and 99 cars left the track, plunging the locomotives into a river. TSB Chair Kathy Fox says it was a perfect storm of issues. It reinforces the nature that accidents happen because of a complex convergence of a number of factors, any one of which, if they didn't happen, could have prevented the accident. As I would have to say that way, it's, it's, um, it's sad. Three people lost their lives, and we know that more can be done to prevent others. Well, the report did find that CP train crews were actively reporting the safety hazards related to poor train braking performance on Field Hill, where it took place, and that those reports were closed without conducting a risk assessment and with insufficient action taken by CP to address the issue. It also finds that uncontrolled movements of rolling stock continues to pose a hazard to rail operations in this country. Aimed at making cold weather train operations safer through mountainous rail territory. Specifically, we are calling for enhanced test standards and time-based maintenance for brake cylinders on freight cars operating on steep descending grades in cold ambient temperatures. Well, those are the recommendations from the TSB from Chair Kathy Fox. Now, the TSB, again, has made a number of recommendations to prevent similar accidents in cold weather in the future, including the use of those automatic parking brakes, more maintenance, and improved training. Keep in mind, though, those are just recommendations. We can't change the past. We, we can't undo what's happened. But what we can do is make recommendations so these sorts of things don't happen again. And, and, and that's why we're making the recommendation about automatic, automatic parking brakes, because it is a physical defense. It doesn't rely on, on following rules or interpretation of procedures. Again, that is TSB Chair Kathy Fox today at a press conference following the release of that report into the fatal derailment of uh, CP Freight Train 301 near Field BC in 2019. One of the men killed that night was 33-year-old conductor Dylan Parody. He was a husband, a father of two young girls. He came from a long line of railway workers, generations, including his dad. Well, joining me now is Dylan's mom, Pam Fraser. Pam, first, thank you for being here, and my condolences again to you and your family. Thank you so much. Tell me a bit about, about Dylan, because I know his father worked on the rails, he worked on the rails. Tell me a bit about, about him and, and, his, and his excitement about this job. Well, you know, I'll tell you that when Dylan was young, 
um, it, it seemed, I don't think he was maybe 10, 11, even 12 before he quit saying, he'd say, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he'd say, I don't want to grow up. And when about 11 or 12 is when he started uh, saying, I want to work on the train like my dad. And it never, ever varied. It never changed. He never said another different thing. So when he was old enough to uh, go to college to become a railroader, that's what he did. But he comes from a long line of railroaders. You see, we our town was built by CPR, a scriber, Ontario. Um, his, his father, of course, his uncle, his father's father, um, grandfather, great uncle, that whole line. He had a... Um, his father's um, mother's first husband was killed as as a CP railroader on the on the railroad. Um, then so you've got he, my side of the family. I've got we've got generations, uh, maybe six or seven generations of CP railroaders. So he had rail. He had trains in his blood. Trains in his blood. Yeah. He must have been excited then about this job, but but it, 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 it's a tough job, the one he was doing. He, he Did he ever talk about the risks or what he was seeing? He would, um, Dylan had a great sense of humor and he and I have much the same sense of humor. And he made, he managed to make, uh, make a joke out of, out of very many things. And it helped when his, de- in his delivery of stuff that may have happened because uh, he was in the yard for a long time as well, um, to try to relay to us scary stuff that might have that might have occurred. He used humor to do that. With his father, though, he could speak one on one and and real. With his father, for myself and uh, his wife, he didn't want to worry us. Yeah, because he was concerned. There were concerns. Oh yes, absolutely, definitely. Well. You know, they're all. He was always concerned about the um, corner cutting that's done, and it's it's expected of you. Hunter Harrison came in with precision railroading and changed everything. And um, Keith Creel loves that way of doing as well. He prides himself on that method. What, what it does is um, the safety really declines. Yeah, I, I, I guess specifically tell me a bit about that night or when he was heading out, what were the concerns that he had going out to do, say, something like Field Hill, which is known to be a dangerous spot? Well, something he didn't tell us was that um, Andrew's trip uh, before uh, the, his the trip right before this, the one that killed him, he had a runaway train then. He barely got the brakes involved and was able to live through that. That's why his uh, uh, incident report was still in his, is um, still on him. He didn't get a chance to file it. So Dylan uh, was had called home, talked about the cold. It was miserable there. The power was out. Um, everybody was freezing their butts off and 
then you got to put your phone away when it's time to go to work. You're not allowed to use your phone. So we didn't hear any more from him. Well, when we come back, we'll talk about today's TSB report. That's next. Well, I'm back with Pam Fraser, mother of Dylan Parody, one of the three men killed when a CP freight train derailed near Field BC in 2019, a father of two, a husband. The Transportation Safety Board released its report into the incident today. When you read the report today, do you still fundamentally believe that this was an accident that could have been prevented, a tragedy that could have been prevented, and why? This should never, ever have happened. That. So it was like a perfect storm, really, I suppose. So many things conspired to make sure it was going to happen. I think that it is the poor safety culture of CP that is at the crux of it, the the crux of how this could have happened in the first place. And for that reason, absolutely, it could have been prevented as a matter of fact in um, safety psychology there's a saying there are no accidents in heavy industry that's there's always a way to perform work without somebody getting hurt in this case if you look at now that the TSB report is very clear everyone involved in the the original crew for instance was woefully um unskilled at or undertrained right or undertrained right um what would you like now that the report is out what would you like to see done now that it's out i'd like the powers that be so that would be transport canada and uh the minister of transportation of our, it would be prime minister trudeau and his caucus I would like them all to take this very, very seriously for once. I'm, and I'm, I mean for once. And put action, put some meat behind the TSB recommendations and have some accountability. We've really, if with no accountability, there will never be motivation for change. And because the TSB recommendations are simply that, they're recommendations. And in fact, they were very clear. The history of uh, CP Rail acting on the recommendation is also poor. So how do you make, how do you, if these recommendations will help save lives even and, um, How do you make CP rail put them into effect? I was thinking, they mentioned that uh, automatic um, parking brake. And I told the two people, TSB agents that were here, that for me, I I am imagining, I'm I'm daydreaming about um, Dylan's brothers and sisters, this railroad brothers and sisters someday saying if they implemented this park break thing, because the TSB just thought it would be a real game changer. They were touting uh, its merits right, left and center. 
And I, I daydreamed about railroad or saying what a boon these things were to them that how much safer they might be with the automatic parking brakes and what a shame that Dylan, Andrew and Daniel had to be killed for, for us to, to be able to have this safety feature but we've got it and we're grateful. I was daydreaming about stuff like that because it really is for me, I, I must have accountability and I must have uh, something positive come of this. It cannot, you can't kill these three wonderful, fantastic men and get away with it scot-free again. That would have to be Dylan's legacy, you think? I want that to be Dylan's legacy. I want Dylan's legacy to be such that there are no more private corporate police, that an RCMP investigation would immediately start into an, an event like this, that CP rail, any rail could not investigate itself and exonerate itself. And it would have then have to be accountable to its safety record dylan uh, dylan daniel and andrew could be alive today andrew was alive his trip before by the skin of his teeth mind you but he he was these there's been so many of these near misses and tragedies and derailments and spills They've had plenty of years to get it right. Instead, they continue to chase the bottom line of corporate greed and precision railroading efficiency. And we still have this. I wanted to ask you then for listeners who never knew Dylan, what you remember about him, what you'd like people to know. I'd like them to know that he was, above all else, a really, a really kind, gentle, honest person. He was funny, 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 great sense of humor, um, fiercely dedicated to his family. And I want them to know that he stands behind me, patting my shoulder, telling me, you can do it, Mom. Pam, thank you so much. And again, my condolences. Thank you very much.